What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Buckbilt Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Greg, coming at you today with kind of a unique topic. Um, obviously, very time appropriate coming into this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about Super Bowl nutrition. So, before we get started, a big trend we see in the fitness industry that I personally am not a huge fan of, um, which I'll explain, is the whole idea of, well, it's just one day, you know, go ahead, have at it, do what you want, have fun. And while I agree with that sentiment in one hand where, yes, you're right, it is one day, it's not going to throw off your diet necessarily for a super long time, but it definitely can put you behind the eight ball, right? So the biggest thing for me when it comes to the it's just one day mentality is we can do the it's just one day pretty much every single day. And once we let ourselves go for that first one, it seems like it's just easier and easier to make a, oh, it's just one more day. Oh, it's just one more day. Oh, it's just one more day. And we see it week in and week out, whether it's with our athletes in the gym or my nutrition clients, you know, we've got another birthday, another after work party, another uh, holiday. You know, we have a million holidays, Christmas, Easter, New Year's, um, 4th of July, Super Bowl. We can go on and on and on. And what I have found is the just one day mentality, again, just snowballs out of control. So instead of going into this as, well, it's just one day, the approach that I found that seems to work better um, is moderation. And not moderation in the fact where we need to go in and only have three bites of the things we want, but we can look at some other strategies around our day to set us up for success to kind of minimize the amount of overeating or overconsumption of calories where we're not feeling one like crap the next day and two, we don't feel like we've completely let ourselves go in one day. Um, Before we kind of jump into these strategies, one of the things I wanted to look at was some of the stats I pulled up about the Super Bowl, which specifically Super Bowl food that were pretty mind blowing to me. So some stats. How much will we will we be scarfing down? The average household buys approximately 6,000 calories worth of snack foods per person at the average Super Bowl party. That's insane, right? We all know, um, other than Coach Colin, none of us reach close to the 6,000 calorie mark a day. Or if we did, we would be very, very overweight. So either one, we're definitely overbuying and two, we're definitely overconsuming, right? If that's the amount of calories per person we're seeing at these spreads, that's insane. Um, you know, the standard standard recommendation is based off a 2000 calorie diet. So we're looking at three times the amount um, of your average daily intake. Some other funny stats. Uh, I really like this one because I'm a big fan of wings. Americans will eat 1.3 billion wings during the game, which is crazy. And that also accounts for 7% of the year's total chicken wings sales, which is nuts. Overall, that's 162.5 million pounds of chicken wings. And I know I, for one, will definitely be having some chicken wings this Sunday. One of my favorite go-to meals when we're eating out. 
and also one of my favorite go-to kind of party uh, party Super Bowl foods, um, which we'll get into. Um, let's see what else do we have here. 11.2 million pounds of potato chips will be eating, eaten on Super Bowl Sunday. And something that was surprising to me and probably surprising to all of us is the biggest seller of the Super Bowl is vegetables. We buy more vegetables than anything else when it comes to the Super Bowl, which makes sense when we look at, you know, our dips and our charcuterie boards and our veggie trays. Everybody buys a lot of vegetables, probably more than we average uh, an average day, which is funny because we always have to force people to eat our vegetables. So then on the day when we're all going to binge eat and binge drink, let's also make sure we get our vegetables in, even though when coach says, hey, man, did you eat your broccoli today? Nine times out of ten, it's uh, coach. I just wasn't feeling that broccoli today. But on the Super Bowl, we drink, we drenched that shit in some ranch and hit me with that broccoli, my friends. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I love me some dips too. All right, so let's look at approaching the day of the Super Bowl. So going into the Super Bowl or really any holiday, you can apply this. A few strategies I always like to do. Um, the big one that comes to mind for me is Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I love to pig out. So what do I do to set myself up so I can eat a little bit more loosely when it comes to Thanksgiving meals or our Super Bowl party meals? So I hate this buzzword, but the idea of fasting is not a terrible one in this, uh, in this, in this aspect. So when I say fasting, to me, I'm not talking a full fast where I'm not eating anything at all from the time I wake up until the time I'm going to my Super Bowl party, you know, at five o'clock at night. That's not sustainable and that's not super healthy. Um, But some things I will do is keep my calories mostly liquid or light, lighter sources of protein. So for example, I might do my coffee in the morning. Um, I usually do a protein shake first thing in the morning. So that's going to be high protein, low cal, And then I also want to make sure I try to get a workout in on that day, you know, just so I get a little bit extra movement to make sure I'm not just sitting around like a bump on a log all day long. So again, the idea is going up to the Super Bowl party or the holiday party or whatever the event is, we're consuming mostly our liquids. So we want to push our water, you know, we can hit our coffee if we need it. Um, We want to push our protein, whether that's protein powder or straight protein sources, we're looking at our lean chickens, um, some fish, lean ground beef, where we're mostly getting protein, high high satiety, low calorie count, right? We don't want to be eating chips or snacking prior to that event where we know we're going to be probably tempted by some snacks as is. So we want to keep the carbs and the fats relatively low because that's what we're going to get hit with a ton by the end of the day. That's the gist of it when it comes to high prepared going into the party. Um, Some other things I've seen people do is, you know, they eat like normal and then they go to the party and they eat whatever they want. So generally speaking, if you're eating like normal and you hit your normal breakfast and you hit your normal lunch and then you go and eat at your party or your outing, you're going to overeat a lot more calorie wise than if you had kind of held back during the day, maybe went a little hungrier than you normally go going into it. Um, you're going to just do a little bit of damage mitigation. And I think again, at the end of the day, you can enjoy the party a little bit more, eat a little bit more and probably not be as full going into it. So you might actually indulge a little bit more, but 
because you've been nice and calorie conscious um, going into the day, it won't be as detrimental for your over, overall success. Um, the other thing I wanted to look at is kind of the normal foods we see at Super Bowl type parties and kind of the ones that have hidden what I'm going to call calorie bombs and then some go-to foods that might be um, something you're overlooking that might be able to help you stay more on the healthy track. So let's go into our quote-unquote calorie bombs first. So the first one I have on here is everybody's favorite, guacamole. Guacamole and avocados, right? We're always told and taught, you know, avocado, it's a great fat. It's a good fat. Eat more avocados, eat more avocados. I'm all for that. Avocados are a great source of fat. They are still super, super calorie dense, right? Um, One of the biggest mistakes when it comes to tracking food is when we go to a place like a Chipotle and we order guacamole on our burrito or our burrito bowl and we get the guy who is a heavy scooper while we love to get that heavy scoop of guacamole that might be doubling your calories so you might be golfing down 400 calories of guacamole and not even realize it right that's a big chunk of calories especially if you're a smaller person or a not super active person some other things that we want to look at when it comes to quote-unquote calorie bombs are going to be any of the dips that are kind of cheesy, creamy, um, bacon involved. Again, high, high fat foods. They're usually super palatable, especially when those dips usually pair with a carb, right? So we think about um, ranch dips, cheesy chicken dips, um, spicy cheese dips, anything with sour cream, etc., where we can kind of pile it high onto a cracker or even a vegetable. Um, Not a lot of satiety there. It's something you can go back to over and over and over again and just dip and dip and dip. And before you know it, you just took down, you know, a thousand calories a dip. With that, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge dip guy myself. Um, My preferred method of dipping is get as much dip onto whatever my vessel is of dipping, whether it's a chip or a vegetable or a piece of fruit, and pile that sucker on. The the dipping implement is really just a shovel to get more dip into my mouth. So be conscious of your servings of your dips. Take a spoon, spoon it onto your plate, take yourself two, three crackers or two, three pieces of fruit or vegetables or whatever you're dipping in and eat a small amount at a time. When you're eating directly out of the vessel or the serving dish itself, we're gonna tend to over snack, right? It's a lot easier to do 10, 20 chips and not even think about it, where if we just put a small handful or two to five or whatever on your plate, it's a lot more regulated. So try to regulate yourself there. Very easy way to do that. Um, Another one kind of along the same lines of guacamole in my mind is nuts, right? Mixed nuts. Again, we were taught and it's true. Nuts are a good fat, good source of fat, but easily snackable. And when we add salt on there, super palatable, right? So we can throw a handful of nuts in our mouth and that is a lot of calories, super calorie dense. So again, just be careful if you're doing nuts, don't just snack right out of the bowl or right out of the container. Pick a serving size, put a little bit on your plate, whatever, have them 
uh, you know, my nutrition clients, I make sure that they're measuring nuts if they want to use those um, for their fat sources or a trail mix, same idea. Very, very calorie dense, but a good a good snacking option when you control your, your portions. Um, four are quote-unquote calorie bombs. Those are the big ones I really wanted to hit on. Right. So again, we're looking at foods that are high in fat, high in carbs, that are super, super palatable that we know we're just going to go back to over and over and over again and just keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. So on the flip side, what are some good go to foods when we look at a Super Bowl party or some type of get together? We want to look for stuff that's higher in protein, even if it's going to be potentially a little bit more carby than something we'd normally take down or a pen, uh, potentially a little bit more fattening than something we'd normally take down, at least we're still getting in a good amount of protein to kind of help offset that and maybe keep us a little bit more full um, or get us a little more full quicker and keep us full longer. So my number one go-to food that uh, is really great for any nutrition plan um, and really great if you're at a maybe a little bit of a swankier party depending on the circles you run in is uh, actually shrimp. So shrimp is essentially 100% protein. Um, There's not much fat on it. There's no fat in it really. And there's no carbs. So if you can get shrimp cocktail wherever you're at, that's like easy money. You can max down a ton of shrimp. um, And even with your uh, cocktail sauce, that's mostly going to be a carb. But if you're not dipping super heavy, you can max a ton of protein really easy. And we know that shrimp isn't super filling, but it's a great go-to food. Um, if there's shrimp at your party, you better be taking some unless you're allergic like my wife and then stay the fuck away from that. Um, other things. So we're looking at, uh, more main type dishes, things like chilies, burgers, kebabs, great options, right? We're looking at mostly protein, maybe some carb if it's a chili with some beans in it, but those beans are also going to have some protein in them. Uh, burgers, very easy to go without the bun, right? So we're getting mostly fat and protein. You can throw your condiments on there. Um, condiments are usually going to be your vegetables, you know, a little bit of carb from your protein or from your ketchup rather. And then, uh, you know, mustard is no calorie, no carb, uh, vegetables, easy, easy go-to, right? Kebab, same thing. We're looking at protein and veggies nine times out of 10, maybe some fruit. If it's a pineapple kebab, um, you know, don't limit yourself on fruit and vegetables, which is another one on this list here. Fruit and veggie trays. Go ham on those, right? Um, I've been working through the plate method with a lot of my clients the last couple of weeks. So on our plate method, we want half of our plate to be vegetables. Um, given it's a party, I would be okay to say make half your plate fruit or vegetables. Um, but, you know, Again, it doesn't have to be super strict. You should still have fun at these functions. We're just trying to find ways where we're not going so off the rails that we feel like dog shit for three days later, right? So fruits and veggies, eat off the fruit and veggie tray a ton. Even if you want to use some dip, fine, use some dip. You know, just use some restraint. Put a tablespoon or two or even three on there versus just scooping it straight out of the container and smashing our face with it like I tend to do. Um... Last but not least for our kind of go-to foods, um, one of our favorites in our household is the charcuterie board. Um, Obviously, they're all the rage right now. Everybody loves a charcuterie board. 
My go-to method when eating off a charcuterie board is super, super straightforward. I skip the crackers or I might have one cracker to every, what I'm going to call combo. So the way I eat off a charcuterie board is I do a two to one meat to cheese ratio. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it seems to work pretty well for me. So let's say I'm eating a piece of salami, right? Or I want to eat some salami and cheese. I'm going to take two pieces of salami, one piece of cheese, slam it together, shoot it down, shoot it down the hatch, right? From there, if I want a couple crackers, I can layer those in maybe every other time I'm eating that little combo there. So again, we're kind of trying to push a little bit more of the protein, even though most charcuterie type protein, quote unquote, is pretty fat heavy. And then we put in the uh, cheese, obviously all fat, but I'd rather get in those fats and a little bit of protein than go super carb heavy where we know we're not going to really get satiated and we're going to want to just snack and snack and snack. Um, that really does it for me on the food front. But there is one glaring hole in this discussion that I'm assuming a lot of us have been waiting for here is the drinking aspect, right? The alcohol. If you know me, you know I very much enjoy uh, a beer here or there or a whiskey or two. Um, but that being said, if you don't want to be hungover and feeling like crap, there are some ways you can drink more responsibly, not to be uh, a Debbie Downer or not to be, you know, your parental figure, because that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm thinking at this more of as a health and a sustained performance aspect, not a, I really give a shit if you get tanked at your Super Bowl party, because I don't, because we've all been there and that's fine and that's fun. Don't get me wrong. So first thing I want to look at is beer, right? Most of us, maybe not most of us, but a lot of us are big beer drinkers. I myself am a huge beer drinker. Um, I love trying new beers. I love going to breweries. It's a great time. So if I know for a fact that I'm going to be drinking a lot of beer, I'm going to really, really consciously focus on not taking in my carbs in other places. So I'm not going to be eating the crackers. I'm probably not going to be eating quite as much fruit. Um, I'm going to sit more towards the meat and veggie side of things so that my carb intake is mostly my beer, right? (coughs) Excuse me. From there, with our beer, we know beer is super heavy in cows. Even a light beer can be calorie heavy depending on how much we drink, right? So a light beer, let's say it's 90 calories. If you're drinking even five beers, which might be a lot for some of us, not a lot for some of the others of us, you know, 90 times five, we're looking at 450 calories, one quarter roughly of our daily nutrition intake, right? That's huge through the charts or off the charts right away. So that's not even taking into account our craft beer side of things. I'm a big craft beer guy. I love craft beers. I love dark beers. Those are going to be more calorie heavy, especially if we look at our IPAs um, than our light beers. So some of those beers can be like almost 300 calories per beer. So we're looking at, we drink five of those. We're looking at 1500 calories in just beer, which is bonkers. Um, I read something once that darker beers generally tend to help or be digested better. I haven't really tested that theory or seen anything that supports it a ton. Um, But maybe that's something you want to test. Maybe you want to lean more towards the dark beer to see how you feel. Um, 
I am personally a proponent of looking at the number of beers I'm planning on drinking. So for example, again, we're talking about our light beers. I'll usually let myself have a few more, right? So we're drinking a light beer. Maybe I'm having three, four, five, but I'm going to do those every other with a water. That's just going to help make sure you're not overstimulating your system with the alcohol. Obviously, that's like drinking 101. But again, we're not really looking at this on a drinking aspect. We're looking at this more of a sport and performance aspect. That's going to help mitigate the effects of the alcohol on your overall system of getting so drunk that the next day we don't want to do anything or we feel like shit. Um, so again, if I'm drinking more towards the light beer, maybe I'm doing three, four, five beers uh, with the every other water in between. If I'm doing the craft beer, I'm going to kind of stay more towards the three, maybe four beer line, where again, I'm a big dude. I weigh 220 right now. Um, I'm a lot, again, a lot bigger than most of you guys. So you might want to tone it down a little bit from there, or maybe you have a higher tolerance than me and you might want to tone it up from there. That's fine. But again, just strategies that I have found have worked really well for myself or my clients. Um, last but not least, probably the best drinking you can do in terms of calorie consciousness is going to be some type of spirit, right? So we're talking whiskey, vodka, rum, pick your poison, literally, whatever you like, pick whichever one you like, mix it with um, a diet soda, and you're looking at a far less calorie dense drink. Generally, you're looking at maybe, let's say 60 to 100 calories, just depending on what you're mixing um, and how sweet your spirit is or what's in your spirit. Um, your clear liquors, so your vodkas, are going to be the least calorie dense. And then your brown liquors and your sweeter liquors are going to have a little bit more calorie in there. Um, mixing it with a diet soda. If diet soda isn't for you, that's totally fine. I understand that nutrition choice. If that's something you want to make, diet soda doesn't bother me. So I'm much definitely happy to save myself the 100 to 200 calories on my soda so I can have an extra couple shots of whiskey in my Coke. Um, but that's just for me. And again, even with the spirits, if you're going to be drinking, um, I would also recommend the every other with the water. Again, not because we're being uh, high school health class 101, but because we want to make sure we're feeling good the next day so we can still kind of get our, our butts in the gym or the day after we're not hurting super, super bad. Um, I hope this is somewhat helpful. Um, I find that a lot of my nutrition clients don't really know what to do going into situations like this. And these are kind of some of the methods and the tactics that I help them employ that usually, again, going into that Monday, then we can jump right back onto our normal nutrition plan and regimen. And they feel like, hey, I didn't really miss a step. You know, maybe we're up a pound or two, even three or four, but we're not up 10 pounds. Because trust me, I've been there. You can't eat 10 pounds worth of food and liquor in one day. <laughs> so again, that's just what we want to avoid. Have fun. Keep it casual. Um, something a uh, coach I really look up to, John Welburn, once said is, you know, eat healthy, but don't be the weird guy, right? You don't want to be the guy who's going to the Super Bowl party and you're bringing your own Tupperware full of chicken and rice, right? You don't have to be that extreme. None of us have diets that are that strict or need to be that strict for any reason. So have fun. Enjoy yourself. Don't be the weird keto guy who's just licking crackers um, because you can't have any carbs. 
have some fun, let loose a little bit, set up the beginning of your day so you can have success at the end of the day when you're going out and you're having those good times. Um, again, hope that helped, guys. You know where to find me. Follow me on Instagram at BuckBuiltCoach, TikTok at BuckBuiltCoach, and Facebook, Greg Buck. Um, we will see you guys next week and hope uh, everybody has a good Super Bowl. Peace. I don't have time for the craziness, I don't have time for the laziness, I don't have time to be saying this, only have time for the greatest, is be careful boy, you don't know who you playing with. Yeah, 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 I'm on the way.